Hello, 49er fans, and thank you once again for tuning into the 49ers Paradise Podcast Show. Just a reminder to everyone that show sponsorships are available. You can have a commercial at the top of any of the shows. Just contact me at podcast at 49ersparadise.cjb.net. Kicking off this week's show, we're going to talk a little bit about a new site feature at 49ers Paradise, and that's the 49ers Store. Um, Previously, the 49ers Paradise offered a... 49ers Paradise Shop, which had 49ers Paradise Paraphernalia. This is a real mouthful, if you can't tell. Um, In the past week, 49ers Paradise has expanded to include a store that has NFL merchandise for every team, especially the 49ers, as well as merchandise for every sports team uh, in the major American sports. So if you're looking for hockey, football, basketball, baseball merchandise, you can get it all at the 49ers Paradise store. You can also get uh, great deals and great items at the 49ers Paradise throwback store, and it's all conveniently located by either clicking the flash button on the left-hand side of 49ers Paradise, or by using the link to store in the miscellaneous section of the navigation bar. Um, All benefits and proceeds made from the 49ers Paradise store of any sort, will go towards the benefit of the site. So I encourage you this holiday season, when you're thinking about a sports fan, to make your purchase online from these very reputable companies, backed by 49ers Paradise, of course, and uh, benefit the site while we're at it. So that hosting and um, hosting and other more viable uh, additions to the site can be made and keep this great thing going that we have here. So thank you all for that, and I hope you all check it out. Okay, moving on to this week's questions. We have one here from Derek. He's better known as D-Rock on the 49ers Paradise Forum. He asks, will Harris, referring, to, of course, to Quaim Harris, ever live up to our expectations? Or is this his last year in SF? If so, do we trade him? And what can we expect in return for a guy that has never lived up to his first-round status? We'll talk about a loaded question. Of course, I wouldn't expect anything else from our man D-Rock. Um, the, the Harris situation has been one that's disappointed me since he's been here. I had really, really high hopes for this guy when we drafted him, really liked him in college, and he hasn't lived up to the hopes um, of any 49er fan, and I don't think of the 49ers. Shifting him to the other side of the line this year was supposed to help. It hasn't, and uh, quite frankly, he's been a disappointment. Is this his last year in SF? Um, well, I think some of that will depend on what it will cost to get rid of him. And uh, in terms of the salary cap, and I, I don't honestly know those figures offhand. Um, perhaps if anyone's interested, they can look that up and email them into me, and I can follow up on it next week. But uh, assuming that we could either release or trade him because his contract uh, would allow it, I would say that chances are we're not going to see much of Quaim Harris anymore. I can't imagine keeping him around at the salary he's getting paid in a backup position or as a starter. If he's willing to renegotiate, it's possible the 49ers give him another kick um, as a backup, but I really don't see him sticking around here in SF for much longer, providing his contract would allow the 49ers to dispose of him in one way or another. 
the type of compensation we'll get for him is not going to be very much. If we could barely get anything for a guy like John Engelberger, we're going to get even less for a guy like William Harris. And that's unfortunate because he's a mammoth of a man. He's uh, a really fun guy and a nice guy to talk to. But when it comes down to it, he's got to produce on the football field, and so far he hasn't. Uh, the next question here is from James, and he's uh, asking about the new trainers that the 49ers brought in and what uh, they've done to prevent injuries in light of the numerous injuries the 49ers have had this season. Um, quite frankly, I don't think injuries are preventable. I think you can train to minimize them, mitigate them. I do believe in that. I do believe that moving towards a free weight system was the right step for the 49ers. This injury uh, situation is not something that's just developed this year. It was awful the past couple of years, and this year it just happens to be a little bit worse. Um, I do think that the training staff will eventually get things figured out for this team, and uh, hopefully luck will start bouncing in the right direction. Now, aside from uh, free weights, I know that the team has been practicing with... Uh, at least along the lines knee braces recently, and I don't necessarily agree with that because I do believe it weakens um, the muscle in the area. Uh, despite supplementing it with strength training, I just don't think it's a good idea. Of course, I'm not a personal trainer. I do exercise, but uh, that's about the extent of my knowledge in the area. Um, and I have had injuries in the past that I've had to rehab from, and that's pretty much where my knowledge comes from. But these guys do get paid an awful lot of money to make sure these players can be healthy. Now, one thing that I think is possible is that perhaps the 49ers overtrained their players this offseason, and I wouldn't be surprised if the team scales back its conditioning program in the offseason to try and get more people rested up. I know that training for football has become a 365-day-a-year uh, type commitment, and while I agree with that, I uh, also know that people can overtrain and that bodies need adequate time to repair. I know that Mike Nolan made a huge deal out of getting players into the practice uh, sessions and training sessions before the start of training camp and in the off-season, and I, I have a feeling that the 49ers are going to let up on at this off-season. So moving on to uh, this past week's game against the Titans, which really should be sooner forgotten. Um, take a quick look at the game and then talk about, uh, obviously, Alex Smith, Ken Darcy, and uh, Jeremy Newbury, who was recently placed on the injured reserve. So talking about the Titans, we have uh, a game that was really ugly. I mean, 2-8 and eight versus 2-8, and eight, and the 49ers didn't even look competitive particularly in the second half, where the coaching staff was unable to come up with a way to match up with the changes that the Titans put forth at halftime. So that was probably the most disappointing part of the game for me. Second most disappointing part of the game for me was uh, Bruce Thornton, who really dropped off in the past two weeks in my books. I really had high hopes for him at cornerback, and seeing his play the past two weeks, I've unfortunately been disappointed. I don't think we're ready to throw in the towel on the guy, but I do think we need to see more consistency out of him if he expects to have a job here next year. Speaking of cornerbacks, I was getting excited that Shante Spencer would actually have a great game this week, and his interception for a touchdown was really exciting to see, but he still made too many mistakes, not turning his head around, being out of position, sloppy tackling. That leads me to believe 
He's still just an average corner, not ready to turn around and make that play for the uh, higher caliber of player. Given the uh, state of the 49ers offensive line this past week and their awful, and I do mean awful, performance, it really does shed some light as to how disappointed I am in the coaching staff for not being able to adjust and the cornerbacks because really, really I was looking for some improvement in those areas and uh, I didn't see it and the coaching staff one just really, really hurts. The offensive line was dismal, absolutely dismal. I can't even count how many times Dorsey was thrown to the ground. He made one dangerous throw under pressure and uh, other than that I can't really fault him for his performance which was lackluster. He did the best he could while be falling backwards and having less than two seconds to throw the ball. I know that the 49ers are going to be starting Alex Smith next week. I know that they have him pegged as the starting quarterback of the future but I don't think this performance is enough to say that Dorsey is not a factor, and Dorsey won't be a factor next year competing for that spot. Um, Kevin Barlow made a pretty decent performance coming off his uh, concussion game. He had a nice touchdown run back that was, of course, negated by none other than Quay Harris. I'm really, really disappointed by the number of penalties Harris has committed over this course of this season, especially in big-time situations like calling off touchdowns because of a holding call. That's just plain old bad football. Shouldn't be happening. Speaking of bad football, Otis Amy recovered from his injury and muffed a punt, which led to a huge turnaround of seven points for the Titans. That was just really a bad way for Amy to kick back and uh, get going again. Really a bad start. Um, no offensive line, no run, no pass. Lloyd was lazy in his breaks. Morton was uh, calling for the ball, didn't see it come his way much of the time. Battle had a pretty decent performance, but his statistics were padded by a nice drive at the end of the game. That basically was against a prevent defense and means nothing in my books. Um, special teams, no qualms other than, uh, Amy's drop. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah, there might be one. Uh, Jose Cortez, what were the 49ers thinking again? Man, to bring this guy back into San Francisco, I mean, just seeing him miss the first field goal was classic Cortez, and I cannot wait for Nedney to come back to this team and return some stability to the place-kicking game. Man, oh man, Cortez, this guy is not suited to kick in the NFL. It really couldn't be that more simple. I don't know why the 49ers thought about kicking the ball. They would have been better off throwing a Hail Mary or just trying to go for it on fourth down, go for two-point conversions. Heck, they need all the help they can get in the red zone anyways. Jose Cortez did not deserve to be on this team the first time around. He didn't deserve to be on it again this time, and I really hope Nedney is ready to go for this week, because gosh, do we miss him out there. Uh, One play I want to highlight was a direct snap to battle. Uh, Dorsey was outside giving a, I guess you can call it block, I guess as good a block as you can expect from most quarterbacks, except for Brett Favre, maybe Cody Pickett, Steve Young. 
Um, most quarterbacks don't block much. Anyway, so direct snap, battle end around. Um, looked like a pretty good play, called at the right time, um, and almost led to a touchdown. So that was a little bit of offensive ingenuity by a staff. I was happy to see, happy to see that. Moving uh, back to the defense for a bit, I think it's pretty evident by now that Brandon Moore is not a coverage linebacker. He should not be put into coverage situations. And uh, as much as I like this guy the past couple years, I'm starting to see that he's nothing more than a backup. And the 49ers better, as a result, lock up their linebackers this season. They're going to have a lot of contracts to deal with, linebacker being one of those areas. They cannot depend on a guy like Moore to take the place of an Ulbrich or a Smith or a Peterson or any of those guys. He's clearly second string. Derek Smith led this defense. Derek Smith always leads this defense. Unfortunately, this week, Julian Peterson and Andre Carter didn't step up and help out. Also, Bryant Young, out with injury, couldn't be there to help out either. So it was a Derek Smith show. He continues to play well, although it's really helpful for him to get a little bit of assistance from guys like Carter and Peterson. It really makes a difference in putting together a pretty good-looking defense. Uh, The defensive line was decent. They didn't generate that much pressure. They didn't uh, get to uh, Titans Air McNair very often, but uh, they did did okay. I would like to see, obviously, more pressure from the position, but uh, it was pretty good considering the fact that they were missing Bryant Young. They're still missing Douglas, and, you know, that's a big, big uh, shot to this defense, so... Hopefully we'll see some bigger things this week from Arizona. You know, it's another crummy team that we're facing, another chance for a win. Uh, Win or lose, I really would like to just see some more improvement like we saw last week. I'd really like to see the offense come together with Alex Smith. I'd really like to see some protection on the offensive line. I'd really like to see some consistency at cornerback, some sharp roots being ran at receiver, and, uh, some some coaching calls that just make sense in light of what the other team is doing. This brings me, of course, to the two most crucial points of the week, and the, that being around Jeremy Newberry and Alex Smith. Jeremy Newberry has been battling injuries all season. He's a true warrior and a true competitor. He's finally elected to undergo surgery, and he'll be out for the rest of the season. He's already on the injured reserve. Hopefully Newbury will be ready to start next season. He'll be healthy finally, is the hope. And uh, either way you cut it, I really, really believe that this guy's a warrior. He's given his all to this team. And quite frankly, I understand where he's coming from, going for the surgery at this point. Hopefully he can be ready for next season. Uh, There's not a whole lot to be gained for him at this point this season. Of course, that means that Eric Heitman will shift over to the center position. Uh, Snyder will get another start and uh, Bass will get a start. So it should be a bit of a transition for the offensive line, for better or worse. And uh, maybe they can put something together, build a little chemistry. Hopefully they will not get Alex Smith pounded. I am all for playing Alex Smith. I believe it is the best way for him to learn, considering he doesn't have anyone to learn from in front of him. Now that being said, if the offensive line is playing like it did last week, Pull Smith. Do not let him play behind a line like that because he will get injured and the $40 million invested in him will be a complete waste. 
I really think it's important for Smith to get his repetitions. I really think it's important for him to start and get the confidence of the team. I really think it's important for him to adapt to the speed of the NFL. But if it means that he's on the ground after every single play because the offensive line is inadequate, well then it means he shouldn't be starting, not because of his abilities, but because of the inabilities of the rest of the team. So I hope that the coaching staff recognizes this. I hope that we can expect better things from the coaching staff this week than we saw last week. And I hope that Alex Smith can really come in and dazzle us, even though it's a lot to ask for a rookie QB. Most of all, I hope he learns and improves each week, because this is not something to take lightly with a rookie quarterback starting in his first season. It's not generally not a good mix, and I hope the pressure is not on him and I hope that he can develop into the quarterback we were hoping for. So I want to thank everybody for tuning in to the Paradise Pod- 49ers Paradise Podcast Show. And uh, invite you to send your questions to podcast at 49ersparadise.cjb.net. Of course, if you're interested in sponsoring a show, please contact me. I also want to encourage all of you to check out the three 49er Paradise stores now being offered through 49ers Paradise. Hopefully you can do some... Um, holiday shopping there and benefit the site and yourself at the same time prices are great offers are great merchandise is absolutely awesome so be sure to check it out thank you all for tuning in until next week take care and let's win a game eh? of the 49ers had only just begun.